Are you a clinician in primary care who wishes there were better resources to help you understand how to navigate the concept of triage in modern general practice? We'll boost your triage skills with our dynamic five-session live webinar course tailored for primary care clinicians. Led by myself and Dr. Ed Pooley from Difficult Conversations, this comprehensive training covers all facets of remote patient triage, whether that be digital, on-call, or other opportunities. Through this course, you'll gain practical knowledge, exclusive hints and tips, and direct access to myself and Ed through open Q&A sessions of the course. Elevate your ability to manage primary care challenges effectively and confidently, and most importantly, safely. Register now to transform your triage approach at bit.ly slash GP triage course for GP in capitals. And we will definitely catch you then. Which apps do you need on your phone if you work in the UK general practice? Well, I'm going to cover that exact information for you in this episode. Make sure you stick around for all the tips that are available. You will not regret this. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. Hey, GP learners, I'm Dr. Gandalf. And in this episode, we're going to cover those six key type of apps that you need on your phone when you're working in primary care. Now, this is the same whether you're a GP, whether you're a pharmacist, nurse, paramedic, it doesn't really matter, but you need these kind of apps on your phone because it will make your life easier, simpler, and so much better. So the first type of app I recommend that everybody has on their phone is a prescribing aid app. And there is none better than the BNF app. This is for the British National Formulary. Yep, it's that book that many of us carry around and keep in our rooms and various other resources that you may access. But having the app is hands down one of the best medical apps, particularly for use in UK general practice. It's a complete resource of all the various different medications that we use in general practice, especially good if you're a prescriber. But even if you're not, it's useful to have to understand the types of medications, side effects, combinations, all that kind of stuff that you need when you're working in primary care. It's free to use if you use an nhs.net email address. And the awesome thing, it doesn't weigh loads like the book actually does. And the app also easily allows you to transfer from adult to child prescribing simply. I have done a more complete review of the app. If you want to check that out, the links will be down in the description below. Next up, with the increased use of many of us working remotely, having access to apps that safely allow you to take photographs of patients for second opinions, referrals, all that kind of stuff is really important. And there's some really good messaging apps that allow you to do that safely and securely, particularly with all the GDPR restrictions and all that kind of stuff that you should be abiding by. I must admit there are a couple I recommend for this particular use, and the two that I recommend are Pando and Silo. Both of them are really good messaging apps, but also have secure data storage for those images and really recommend it. This is especially good if you've got trainees in the practice that want second opinions or if you're using your additional roles, like, for example, the paramedics, physicians, associates, sending images securely through a mechanism that means you can take images of the patients. Either one is good. And actually, I've got both of these on my phone and they're free to use, which is awesome. In addition, it can even allow you to send them to your local secondary care hospital. But just remember, not all of those clinicians will be on the app. Next up, a really handy app to have is a translation app. Now, I know in primary care, we try our best to make sure we use appropriate translators, particularly those that are independent and preferably in the room because it makes the consultation a lot better and a lot easier, both for ourselves and for the patients. If that's not possible, using things like language line can be a really appropriate option. However, there are some times where just those two options are not available to yourself. So having a translation app can sometimes be a halfway house to use. 
I'll be honest, the one I'd still recommend is Google Translate, particularly for the European languages, because it is really effective at translating for those languages. But it's important to remember that translation may not be appropriate for medical use, particularly medical language. And if you're using it, keep it short, keep it simple with the questions. Yes, no, ideally. But given nowadays most phones can allow you to do speech to text as well, it can mean the whole process is a lot easier both for you and for the patient. Additionally, I would recommend you've got the patient's consent to use that first if no other options are available. We're rapidly going through all the different types of apps you need and one in particular that you probably will need to use, especially going out on visits and stuff, is a tracking app. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, Google Maps is definitely an option and really useful, for example, if you're trying to find places for home visits. However, when it comes to financial tracking for, for example, claiming for tax and all that kind of stuff, having an app that allows you to track your mileage will make your life so much easier in terms of particularly with your accountant afterwards. This can be either as an employee or as a self-employed person, for example, locums, partners, that kind of thing. There are two I would recommend in this situation. One is MileIQ, which if you're happy to pay for the app is probably the superior of the two. However, if you want a nice and free option, I'd recommend using Vesma. That's simply because it's got a nice little widget that allows you to start and stop really easily compared to MileIQ, which the free version limits you to 40 journeys and you kind of have to leave it on all the time so it can be a bit of a battery drain at times. Both of those are available on Android and I'm pretty sure they're available on iPhone as well. If not, I'm sure there's other ones you can check out. As you can tell, a lot of these apps are designed for when you're, for example, out in the community doing visits and things. And the next one is definitely one that fits that bill because you may not have access to the clinical system when you're out and about, which would normally have these in. And that's a calculator app. I don't mean the type of calculator that does sums. I mean the medical calculator ones. And my particular favorite for this is MDCalc. MDCalc is a great free little app that allows you to basically access all the various different types of medical calculators out there. So calculating things like Wells score, curb score, all those kind of things that you may need when you're out in the community can be really easy with this. And it also gives you all the medical information to justify the reasons that it's got as well. Again, I've done a complete review of this app previously, and I'll put the links down to that full review down in the description below. And now we come to the one app that I personally feel is the best at relieving my stress in general practice. And it is the one app that no matter where you work in primary care, you need to have on your phone. And that is a password manager app. Particularly working in UK healthcare, we have so many different types of passwords that if you forget them, it's an absolute nightmare and keeping tracking them can be even more difficult, particularly since they may be types that change on a near daily basis in some places. Okay, that's a slight exaggeration, but it's not really, is it? Having a password manager app on your phone means that you've got access to all the various different passwords that are secure because they often use your biometric data to access the information. So for example, you can use your thumbprint or face ID, for example, and it's securely cloud storage so that you can access it no matter what happens to your device. For example, for me, my phone got stolen about a year or so ago, but I was still able to access all my passwords safely and securely. And whoever took my phone couldn't do so because they'd need to get through my thumb to get to it. The one I would recommend for this is something called LastPass. In fact, I use it so much that I even pay for this app. The free version should be enough if you want to access only on a couple of devices, but I must admit, I found this app so useful that I do actually pay for it. So I get all the added features like multiple device storage, family access, and even geolocation. So certain things will only work when I'm in particular physical locations as well for that extra level of security. 
If you're interested in LastPass, check out the links down below. Some of them are affiliated links, so I get some amount if you do click on it. Alternately, just search for LastPass and it'll take you straight to the website. If you want to check out my deeper review of LastPass, have a look at this video right here. Alternately, YouTube's probably recommend another one for you right here, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Oh, hello there, EGP Learner. I'm Dr. Gandalf, and I often get asked, what kind of resources do you have to try and help those using EMIS? Because you tend to do a lot more stuff for System 1. And often I've really struggled to answer that question because let's be honest, I don't use EMIS on a regular basis. So therefore trying to help EMIS users is a little bit more difficult for myself. And that really made me feel, well, not great. So I kind of did something to try and help all those EMIS users out there. I went and had a chat with one of my colleagues, Dr. Mike from GP on the Move, and him and I have created a course that you can use to help you use EMIS so much better. That's right, if you use EMIS, but you wanna use it so much better, so much quicker, and in such a way that means you go home sooner, then check out our EMIS for Clinicians course. It's an online course that takes you through all the tips and tricks that Dr. Mike knows to try and basically mean you can go home quicker. That'd be a cool thing, wouldn't it? And guess what? It's currently on offer. So if you wanna take advantage of this introductory offer, and get access to it now. Look at the links down below and check it out. Additionally, if you're a practice, network, or wide area that wants more opportunity to use it, send me an email, egplearning at gmail.com. Let's see if we can help you out. And as I like to say, tech enhance your primary care and learning. Shall we get back to it? Oh, and if you wanted one for System 1 users, well, you know I've got you covered, haven't I? Check out the Learn System 1 for Clinicians course bit.ly slash tpp s1 course.